Ready to rock and roll on another Sunday afternoon of beauty, too. Sunshine, clouds, warm weather, summertime in Toronto. And uh, we're ready here to tackle you if you've, uh, well, not tackle you, figure, you know, literally, it's not the WWE, it's employment law. So we're talking about uh, severance and stuff like that. To get a hold of, simple, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We'd love to hear from you. Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We'll get to some emails and the number anytime, 1-855-821-5900. Brother, we always start with the uh, the week that was, Yes, right? well, we're here, John, to, yeah, to wrestle with some legal yes. issues. Uh, and welcome to all our listeners. Happy to be back here. Just because it's summer, nice, uh, nice weather out there doesn't mean that uh, the legal issues don't continue. People still work, have jobs, and we're here to answer all those questions and tell people what they need to know. So let's start with the week that was. As always, I like to start off by talking about a couple of scenarios that I saw uh, this week. And the first one dealt with an employer that's about 10 years behind the time. <laughs> nice. So uh, in this situation, I got a call from an individual who was, was very confused, actually. Okay. He, he said, listen, uh, uh, I'm uh, about to turn 65. Uh, I'm turning 65 in a couple of weeks. And uh, about two months ago, my employer came to me and said, you know, uh, you know, good for you. You're turning 65. It's going to be your retirement age. We should talk about your, your departure party, and then we're going to have a nice big party going away uh, present for you. Okay. And, and he said, well, you know, I, I, I wasn't really planning on retiring. <laughs> right. I, I still need to work for a couple more years. And the employer says, well, it's 65. That's the standard retirement age. Here's you know, your hat. What's your hurry? And yeah. everyone's <laughs> retired at 65, yeah. so that's what's going to happen. And, and this person, you know, w- w- didn't know if, in fact, that's true. That's not true. Can they do that? Yeah. Does he have to retire? What happens if he doesn't? So he called me, thankfully. And what I told them is what I'm going to tell our listeners right now. There's no such thing as retirement at 65. Ten years ago, that's why I said this employer is behind 10 years. Roughly 10 years ago, the government of Ontario uh, got rid of mandatory retirement. Up until then, an employer could require an employee to retire at 65. Cool. Uh, no longer the case. An employee can work as long as he or she wants to and as long as he or she's able to work. So in this case, because the employer is going to be ending the relationship because this person is 65, two things are happening. Number one, this is actually a termination. Yep. The employer is deciding this person is not going to work because they're 65. So that employer is terminating. This person has been there for over 30 years. Mm. Guess what that means? 24 months. 24 months. Two years severance. You got it. But it means something else. Because the employer is clear that the reason this person's not going to work there is because he's 65, what else is it, John? It's a human rights violation. It's a human you rights violation. It. You cannot do that. You yeah. cannot discriminate, terminate employment, treat someone differently because they're 65. So because of that, that is a human rights violation. So that employer really should have uh, done their homework and really should have, uh, you know, there's a big news story 10 years ago when uh, mandatory retirement uh, was uh, abolished. So remember that an employer cannot make you retire. Retirement is always something that you decide to do. You cannot be pressured into it, forced, or, or someone else decide on your behalf. So they can they can let you go anytime they like, but they have to pay proper severance. Absolutely. Right? That is a termination. Yep. And they cannot let you go because of your age, right. irrespective of severance. So is he looking at damages, uh, Human Rights Code? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. So we're yeah. going to pursue, unless the employer somehow changes its mind, which I don't think they will based on what's happened so far, yeah, he's going to be a two-year severance as well as potentially human rights damages. Nice. Second situation, very briefly, John, uh, deals with a constructive dismissal. If time permits, later on, we'll talk a bit about uh, constructive dismissal mm-hmm. in more detail. But essentially, in this case, what happened, uh, usually when we talk about constructive dismissal, we're talking about an, a demotion, salary decrease, yep. relocation. In this case, the employer simply stopped giving the employee work. So the employee was still 
an employee, mm-hmm. still coming into the office, still getting paid the same, okay? okay? But they really just had no more work to do. Whatever the work that the employee had was given to another new employee. Uh, so this employee essentially would be going to work, sitting there, twiddling their thumbs, not having anything to do. I'm assuming what uh, this was done because the employer wanted them to just resign and leave. But guess what? Effectively abolishing one's position, taking away the responsibility, is also a constructive dismissal, even if the salary is not reduced, even if the pay is the same. So what does that mean? This person can retire, resign, and treat their employment as being terminated and get their full severance. So very unusual situation that the person still working, still getting paid the same, has the same job title at the same location, but effectively all their responsibilities have been taken away. That is a constructive dismissal. So remember, if you're in that situation, you don't have to take it. It's not, if you leave, it's not just a resignation. You're going to be entitled to your full severance in that uh, situation. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We'd love to hear from you this afternoon. we got a, an hour to get through this show. Lior at employmenthour.com. We'll get to some emails as well. Let's talk about termination without cause, shall we? Get into a bit of that, actually. Yeah, and let, let, let's talk about that, John. You know, uh, we, we've all been hearing recently about how our economy is not doing too well. Mm-hmm. Are we going to a recession? Are we not going to a recession? One of the hot topics now with the upcoming election Well, unfortunately, many jobs have been lost, and then the forecasts are that many more jobs will be lost. So this is an opportunity for us to go back to basics and discuss the rights of those who either have lost their jobs or may lose their job because of the bad economy. Because I think everyone needs to know what their rights are. Everyone needs to know what they're owed. And in most cases, if you simply uh, rely on your employer treating you well, Honestly, Probably in, in reality, it, it's not going to happen. Not not necessarily because your employer is a bad person, but they may themselves may not know what their obligation towards you are. So let's go back and let's talk about that. So when can employment be terminated? So that that's the number one question. And mo- most employees get this wrong or uh, don't look at it the right way. A lot of people believe that my job can only be terminated. I can only be let go if I did something wrong, right. if there's a good reason, if I got a warning. And unfortunately, that is not the case. Mm-hmm. An employee's employment can be terminated at any time, pretty much for any reason, unless it's a discriminatory reason, as long as the employer pays severance, pays compensation. So you may be in a situation where you had no warning. You think everything was hunky-dory, nothing bad happened, uh, and all of a sudden you're let go, someone else is not. Uh, and that is still legal, believe it or not, John, as long as severance is paid. And, and the key always in that situation is to determine how much severance you're owed because most people, when they are let go, when they are offered that severance package, are going to be looking at inadequate and insufficient severance. And we, we, I mean, we've often used the, the outlandish example of your employee coming up one day saying, you, know, you, you drive a red car? I'm not a big fan, so I'm letting you go. Exactly. They can actually do that as and, long as they pay you enough money. Right? And I bet you if that happened to someone, they'd be up in arms, they'd oh, be furious, sure. and they'd be right to be furious, don't get me wrong. But from a legal standpoint, that would absolutely be fine as long as the employer pays proper severance. So the number one thing that I get, people email me after the show during the week. They are, I'm extremely upset. I was wrongfully dismissed. How could they do this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got no warning. All of a sudden, they're they're letting me go. Uh, And my job in that situation is to focus the individuals on severance. And the reason I do that is because ultimately, the reason is not something that we could do something about now. 
ethically and morally and from a business standpoint, I don't think an employer should do that. Mm -hmm. But legally, they can. They can let someone go without reason as long as severance is paid. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Let's get to some phone calls here, and we'll continue with our discussion with termination without cause in the Employment Hour on Talk Radio, AM 640. 118 on a beautiful Sunday afternoon, and 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell phone, talking about termination without cause. As always, first, our lovely callers have... uh, Top priority. Got uh, Peter here. Hi, Peter. How are you? No, by yourself. Good. You got a question for Lior? Go ahead. Yeah, actually, uh, we uh, at work got a, a, a layoff notice on the board, and then it got postponed back. But uh, since then, I've, I've uh, had a couple of interviews and got a job offer. Uh, so I gave notice to them that I was in that situation, and they agreed to the dates. And um, I was just wondering if it gets postponed again at uh, my current work, what are my rights in that situation with leaving and uh, going to a new place? Can I leave earlier or can, can the, the termination date? So, as I, so, Pete, just so, so I'm clear, right now you're not on layoff, right? Is that right? You're still working. I'm still working. Okay. So effectively, if you find a job uh, and you start working, you can leave, resign at any time that you want. And unless your employer terminates your employment before that point, uh, lays you off or terminates permanently, then the, you wouldn't be entitled to any compensation. You, you, you can resign. You can find another job. But unless they end the relationship with you before you end the relationship with them, then you wouldn't be entitled to any compensation, any severance. Does that, does, that, does that make sense? Because you resign, you make the decision. I know you did that because you, you saw the writing on the wall because of the layoff. But at this point, you're still an employee. You haven't uh, received notice of termination. So if you resign, that's, that's a decision that you make. But there will be no compensation owed to you. Whereas if you hadn't found a job and resigned and they did decide to lay you off, at that point, you may well be entitled to compensation. Right, right. All right, then. Thank Makes you. sense. Thanks. Okay, no worries. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. Got Sid on the line. Good afternoon, Sid. How you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, I was on uh, WSIB and they paid me off. Like when I got sixty five. Yeah. But uh, can I go after the employer? Like uh, I didn't get no holiday pay. I didn't get nothing. Uh, how long has it been since you've actually worked? Uh, two thousand and uh, two thousand and one. No, unfortunately, there, there will be a two-year limitation period. So because oh, of that, even if you would be owed amounts, you, you'd unfortunately be well out of time. Okay, thanks very much. All right, thanks, Sid. Appreciate that. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You want to give us a call? We answer all, well, Lior answers all questions. I simply sit here and press buttons. It'd be scary if you started answering questions. I, I, imagine the, the, the overflow of misinformation out there in the airways. You know what? We'll do that one time. <laughs> no, we won't. Because <laughs> we're going to get in trouble. We're talking about uh, termination without cause. Um, we talked about when an employee can be terminated. Does it matter if the employer did nothing wrong? Really? No, it really, really doesn't. Now, remember, there's, we're talking about a termination without cause, John. Mm-hmm. The flip side, the other side of that coin is a termination for cause, which means the employees being let go without severance, without compensation, for, without anything. 
In that case, yes, it does matter because an employee can only be let go without severance if they did something very wrong, if that misconduct has been repeated, if they've received warnings, mm-hmm. if they've been given every chance to, uh, to rectify their behavior. So if we're talking about a termination with severance, the reason doesn't matter and the, uh, whether the employee did something wrong doesn't matter. If we're talking about a termination without severance, the reason and what the employee did is extremely important. So I, I'm an employer now. I'm getting set to let somebody go or several people. What do I have to do? Well, if you're uh, going to let someone go, so you need to go through an analysis. Assuming this is a without cause termination, mm-hmm. business reason, restructuring, cost cutting, whatever it is. You have to, number one, decide, uh, uh, determine whether the employee signed an employment agreement that speaks to the issue of termination. If it's an employer that has listened to our show before, hopefully they would have entered into an agreement with an employee that that addresses the issue, and then the employer simply has to comply with the agreement. If the agreement requires them to pay them eight weeks' pay or eight months' pay or what have you, they have to comply with that. If, in fact, the, uh, there's no employment agreement that speaks to the issue, the employer has to determine how much notice or severance they have to pay okay. the employee. How do they do that? They have to look at three factors, which is the, their employee's age, position, and length of employment. Now, because an employer cannot n- know how to make that assessment, they, get a, they have to get some legal advice. They call their lawyer, they call me, or perhaps they use the severance calculator severancepaycalculator.com, they input the, the amount of time the person worked their job and their age, and that's going to give them a range of what this person is entitled to receive. And, it, and then the employer simply has to provide that. If the analysis gets six months, then either the employer gives the employee six months notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, employee, I'm telling you today that six months from now, you no, you no longer have a job, so I've just given you six months notice. Or the employee can be let go today, but they have to get paid for six months. Gotcha. So that's what the employer either has to do, either give notice, give pay. But the first step is to determine how much notice or pay. That's why we've created the severance pay calculator. That's why we're here answering questions. And the flip side of that is, and we we, we mentioned off the top that we're getting back to some basics here. Um, always hear about these rules. Oh, no, it's one week per year, two weeks for every year of service. How accurate is that? It's wrong. It's <laughs> inaccurate. It's completely, completely misleading. And, John, honestly, I've been doing the show for two and a half years, but not a day goes by, not mm-hmm. a single day goes by where I don't have an employee, an individual, contacting me and saying, you know, is it true that I only get a week per year? Uh, how many weeks per year do I get? Uh, is it true that I should only be getting two weeks per year if I work for a large company? All these questions, all these misconceptions, I, I, I mean that not a single day goes by, despite the fact that we've probably hopefully been able to educate thousands of people in the last two and a half years. Uh, there's still a lot, a lot of those misconceptions out there. So to clarify, because as I said, some people unfortunately may end up on the losing end of their job. There's no rule of a week per year of service. Come back. We'll talk more about how that's calculated. And we'll talk about uh, fair severance packages indeed. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We'll get some emails in just a bit too. Right here on the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640. 128, we are back indeed. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Right to the phones. Got uh, Ron. Ron, how are you, man? You're good afternoon. How are you? Okay. Thanks for taking my call. It's in regard to being uh, laid off. Uh, I was uh, diagnosed with cancer about a month ago. Uh, let my employee know about that, and they let me go after two weeks after that. And they're indicating that is based on the construction of the company. 
and there wasn't no indication anybody else was laid off. Wow. I asked them if there was anybody else. Is it all days, but we cannot tell you. So is there any like a legal ground for that? Interesting question, and certainly uh, it doesn't look right and doesn't doesn't smell right. If all of a sudden uh, everything is going well and there's no sign that everything uh, anything is going to change, you you let them go of your medical condition, and somehow out of the blue now there's a need to let you go immediately. Uh, it doesn't sound right, and if in fact they are letting you go because of your medical condition, that is a very big deal. That's a human rights violation. That's illegal. Uh, now, uh, they would have to be able to prove and give a very legitimate reason, and they would probably even be able be have, uh, have to show that that was already in place, that the wheels were in motion before you actually gave your notice uh, about your cancer. Now, tell me a few more things, Ron. How long have you worked for the company? Well, about a year. About a year, okay. And uh, what do you do? What kind of job? Well, that's a good question. This is a like a technical support which is based on a call center. Yes. And they indicating the sales, everything was going down. Now, the base of the company, the base of what we were doing was based on a phone call we were receiving. And everybody was receiving about 50 calls a day yep. on average. And that was, uh, they were saying I was uh, quiet. However, that number of phone calls never went down. It was increasing. As well as you had like abandoned calls, over 120 calls a day. I see. So that that is no indication that business going down. The second point was they never gave me a, a chance as a notice of uh, layoff rather because they were the position were open and they never let me have opportunity to apply for those positions. I guess that is valid to mention against me. Now, Ron, have they offered to pay you any severance? But they said uh, they're going to let me go on the 7th of uh, June. Of June? Uh, July, July rather. July rather. And uh, they're going to pay me till 28th of July. So, so they so told that, you on the 7th of July, so last month. Yes. And they, they said you're going to get paid for three weeks or so. That's right. Okay. Now, uh, how old are you, Ron, approximately? I'm 52, sir. Okay. So even if we were to forget about the reasons for letting you go, whether it was related to your medical condition or not, someone in your situation would probably be entitled to right around three months of severance in any event. Three months, not three weeks. They give you three weeks' notice, that's fine, but they probably owe you another two and a half or, or so months of pay. So I need to speak to you more off air because I want to, number one, help you get the severance that you owed. But number two, I want to ask some more questions and find out whether, in fact, there's a human rights violation here. So it's very important, Ron, that you and I speak off air because you're definitely owed more compensation. Thank you, sir. Ron, that number, I'll give you the uh, the one in town, 416-216-5900, 416-216-5900. We were talking about uh, termination without cause, and, I mean, there's a perfect springboard to what I was going to ask you. I think I kind of know the answer. Are people usually offered severance packages, proper ones? You know, I, 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 it's, it's rare. I mean, yeah. people are offered severance packages, but it's so rare for me to see one that is appropriate. You know, I... Uh, I actually, this past week, I, I saw two severance packages were appropriate, and it's probably the most I've ever seen in one week, and that's probably out of 20 that I looked at this week. Uh, on average, people that speak to me, about eight or nine out of 10 of them are not being offered proper severance, and, and it's just a fact. And people always ask me, uh, when I speak with someone and I assess their offer, and I say, your offer is not good enough. They say, well, why would they do that, Lee? Or why is my offer not good enough? You tell me it's pretty straightforward. So why just not offer me what I'm owed? 
well, the, there's uh, several reasons for that. Number one is an employer may count on the fact that you may not know or appreciate how much you're owed. Uh, and they, they'd be able to, uh, to, you know, quote unquote, get away with it. And in many cases, that is true. That's uh, number one. Number two, the employer itself may not be educated, right. may not appreciate, especially a smaller employer, uh, may not understand, they may not get legal advice. So they think they only owe you a week per year of service when they, in fact, owe you two months, maybe in, in your case, per year of service. So do not assume, please, please do not assume that just because you've been offered a severance package, just because you read something online, or maybe you call the Ministry of Labor, oh who, who, which cannot advise you on your entitlements, do not assume that you've been offered proper severance. Use the severance calculator. Give me a call at the office, at the show. Uh, I make it as easy as possible to get that information. Uh, and that's the only way to actually find out how much you're owed. Lior at employmenthour.com. You can email as well. Get to one from Sean here. says, I was uh, just placed on a temporary layoff after working for the company for nine years. I have no idea if uh, I'll get called back. What can I do? Well, you know, very interesting. We've talked about temporary layoffs before, yeah. John, on the show. Unless you've been laid off before, unless there's a history of layoffs, an employer does not have a right to lay you off, which means if you've been laid off temporarily, the idea being that maybe the employer is going to call you back, you have the right and the option to treat that temporary layoff as a termination. So the idea being that you can say, I don't have to accept that employer. I'm going to treat that as a termination. I don't care if you're really going to call me back or not. And I'm going to make you pay me my severance, my full severance, as if you decided to let me go. So generally speaking, in that situation, in Sean's situation, he has two options. He can wait to see if the employer is going to call him back. And if he does, he can choose to go back. Or if he doesn't get called back, he'll get to severance. Or he can say, I'm not going to wait. I'm going to treat my employment as terminated right now and, and go get his severance right now. I want to address that when we get back. In the meantime, we'll, uh, we'll take a quick break. You want to give us a call and uh, talk on the air. You have a question for, uh, for sure. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. The Employment Hour on Talk Radio, AM 640. Yeah, still got some time to get on the horn and give us a call. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lior at employmenthour.com via email. We're talking about termination without cause. One of the uh, We've been through this, but again, we like to hammer these home so people can... Write it down and listen back. What are the, uh, the biggest misconceptions that people have about severance? Yeah, there, there's a number of them, John. And one of them we've talked about is the fact that an employer can let, or cannot let someone go unless there's a good reason. And as we've talked about, that's not true. An employer can let someone go for any reason as long as proper severance is paid. But one of the biggest misconceptions is that there's this rule of a week per year of service or two weeks per year of service or, or that you don't get severance unless you work for more than five years right. or you don't get severance unless you work for a larger company. And that, that the reason that there's, these are misconceptions, as the name suggests, is because it's wrong. It's not the case. Every person gets severance. You can even be working for three months or four months or a year for a tiny company and you're still entitled to severance. The question is how much? And for that, we look at your age, position, and length of employment. So there, there's a misconception that, that there are all these barriers to severance. So, and, and that is wrong. Remember, if, you've, if you have a job, if you no longer have the job, you lost the job, you're entitled to severance. How much? That's why I suggest you go to severancepaycalculator.com. Mm-hmm. Those barriers to severance that you think are there, uh, that you may read about online because the Ministry of Labor only tells you about your minimum entitlements, not your full entitlements, those are wrong. So uh, I, I encourage people to get the right information. Don't fall for those misconceptions and, and know the truth. So, uh, you know, you, uh, you just got let go and you know, looking at a letter which outlines how much severance you got and other things in that brown envelope. What should they do? 
Well, you know, the first thing you want to do is you want to take it home. Uh, even if you feel pressured, overwhelmed, upset, emotional, under no circumstances, no circumstances, John, should you sign anything on the spot. Absolutely not. Even if you think what you've been offered is appropriate, even if the employer suggests that you really should be signing right now, under no circumstances should you sign this on the spot. You take it, take it back home, read it, understand it, and then make a call. Give me a shout uh, or email me uh, or use the severance pay calculator, any one of those methods, and let's talk. Let me help you understand whether what you've been offered is appropriate. You don't have to do anything about it if it's not appropriate, but at least you should know. You don't want to be uh, one of those people that five years later you're still thinking, man, I would just wish I, wish I would have done something or I yeah. wish I would have found out, okay? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what you need to do. Get that information uh, and the other thing you want to do is you want to see if you have a, you can get a copy of your employment agreement. Back when you started working a year, 10 years, whatever it is, you would have signed potentially, maybe not, but you may have signed an employment agreement. Uh, if you can get a copy, and if you don't have it, that's not a big deal. You simply can ask your employer for that document. They're going to have no problem providing you with a copy for your records. Now, do you absolutely have to have that document? No. But if you're going to call me, I, in an ideal world, I would like to see a copy of the employment agreement. It's going to help me assess your entitlements and dot every I and cross every T. Uh, so get the employment agreement, take the offer home, give me a shout or email me. And only once you know what you've been offered what, and what you should have been offered, can you then decide whether you're going to accept, whether you're not going to accept, whether you're going to negotiate. Uh, you cannot make that decision until you find out what you're actually owed. The key is just uh, just decompress. Don't, don't panic. Just, just step back. It's a very emotional time. And what do people do when they're under stress, when they're being very emotional? They can make decisions that are not not rational. They make uh, decisions that are not in their interest. So don't act emotionally, okay? This is a big deal. If you lost your job, uh, you need to make sure you get all the compensation that you're owed because that money is there to carry you until you find another job. So if you accept three-week severance when you should have been paid three-month severance, what happens if you don't find a job in three weeks? Mm-hmm. How do you get paid? How do you pay the bills? How do you pay for uh, your mortgage and your kids, et cetera? Well, so that's why it's important. Don't make a decision in the heat of the moment. Give me, give me a call. Let's find out. Let's talk about what you're owed, and then you can make a decision. Adding to that stress often, though, you'll see a deadline on the, uh, on the uh, severance uh, package, right? Whether it's tomorrow, a week, Friday, a week from now. What do you do with the deadline? What does it mean, really? Well, listen, we've already talked about being emotional and stressed out. So not only am I emotional, I didn't expect being let go. I'm worried about paying my bills. I'm worried about uh, my family. Now there's this deadline on Clock's the piece ticking. of paper. I got to sign this by Friday or else. Well, again, step back. That deadline does not matter. Your, re, uh, your legal rights do not expire on that date. Your legal rights don't expire Friday at 5 o'clock, say. Your legal rights are what they are. And in fact, you have two years to pursue your legal rights. So that deadline doesn't mean anything. I know you think it does, and I know the employer is trying to put pressure on you, but that's all it is. There's no significance to that. So what do you do if you have a deadline like that? You take as long as you need. Remember, Lior saying this on the radio live now. You can take as long as you need to understand what you've actually been offered, even if it means not responding by the deadline. Okay? Remember that. Call me. Don't worry about deadlines. We'll get to another email after a short break and the phone calls as well. If you want to give us a call, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. The Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM640 and AM900 CHML. And we'd like to bounce over to our phone callers right away. Uh, is it Ariel? Hello there. Aurel. Aurel. Cool. How are yeah. you, man? What's up? 
Yeah, my wife just received the uh, letter from a company she used to work for. Okay. She was she worked she worked for them for 15 years and then she fell ill. Uh, went on long-term disability. Uh, long story short, we had to sue them to get compensation for her illness. The, the, you had to sue the told, the insurance company. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go but, ahead. But she was never terminated, or yeah. she never gave a notice that she she was quitting or anything. And then uh, the company was sold to another outfit, and they didn't contact her for another 15 years. Now they just sent us the severance package, uh, eight weeks plus 23 for her 15 years of service. And so, so she hasn't worked for 15 years? Yeah. Okay. Then. What's that? Since then, yeah. Since then. So 15, okay. So the, the reality is because uh, she hasn't worked for that long, this is situation is why we refer to as a frustration of contract. In other words, because of the lengthy absence, you know, she's been gone for 15 plus years, the employer is allowed to let uh, her go and terminate the relationship with minimal severance. And if she's worked for 15 years, that amount is 23 weeks pay. So because of that, even if if she was working and she was let go now, she'd be owed a heck of a lot more than that. Yeah. But because of the 15-year absence, because she's been gone for that long, yes, they are allowed to let her go. Uh, In fact, they could have simply said, we're not going to do anything, assuming that she's not going to come back and not have to pay her. In this case, they formally wanted to end the relationship. They can do that. And I'm not going to be able to argue that after 15 years, it's not a frustration of contract, unfortunately. Cool. Okay. Thanks for I appreciate it. Got uh, Pam on the line. Good afternoon, Pam. Good afternoon. How are you? Good. What's up? Um, I started a, a temporary position. It was a one-year contract. Um, I accepted the offer on the 29th of June. I started on the 27th. Um, after three days of being there, there was some reorging of staff that was going on. And within um, six days, they came to me and said, oh, we think this is too busy for you. But I felt like the week before, like something was up, like I was going to be let go because I could see things that were happening. And just after, I guess, six days, seven days on the job, they, um, they, uh, they let me go. So I'm just wondering, uh, it's only seven days. Um, do I have any recourse? Um, the contract did say that uh, they could let me go with no cause or for no reason. Um, was giving me 10 days notice. Right. So and, and if the contract had not said that, if this was simply a one-year contract and it didn't say anything about what would happen if they want to end the relationship before then, they'd actually have to pay you the balance of the contract. So they'd have to pay you the full year. In your case, because the contract says, if we want to let you go without cause before then, we can let you go by giving you two weeks pay or 10 days pay. That is, that, that, that's something they're allowed to do. That is legal. So as long as they've complied with that, they would have met their legal obligations. So you, you worked for a week, unfortunately, only. And I know you, you've been let go without, uh, without cause. You didn't do anything wrong. But they can do that based on what you've told me uh, by paying you the 10 days. So there's really nothing else that they'd owe in this situation. Okay, thank you. Cool, no worries. So it's all that signature. It's all what's written on that contract. And right? it's very important because with a fixed-term contract, a contract for six months, for a year, for three years, for a fixed period of time, the rule is that if the employer wants to let someone go before the end of the term, mm-hmm. the employer has to pay the balance of the contract unless, like in this situation that we just spoke with Pamela about, unless the contract says, if we want to let you go earlier, it gives them an early exit clause. If there's no early exit provision, the employer has to pay the balance of the uh, contract. So, it, you know, it, knowing all this, what we've done this hour, you know, dealing with you and then possibly coming to a lawyer, lawyers getting involved, you know, because they've given, you know, uh, improper severance. 
Why would someone be offered a bad severance package? Doesn't doesn't it make sense for an employer just to offer the proper severance and be done with somebody? Well, it does make sense. But, you know, listen, an employer may play the odds. If I'm going to let go 10 people and give all of them an adequate severance, I could probably assume 8 out of 10 may accept it. So that may be right there reason enough for me as the employer, if that's what I want to do, to let someone go without proper compensation. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think that's going to change. I think it's going to be you cannot count on the employer to do what uh, they're supposed to. It's your obligation to make sure as the employee that you've received what you're owed. Okay, And, and if you don't take that responsibility seriously and if you don't do what you're required to do to make sure that you've received everything uh, you're owed, then ultimately it's going to be your loss. If you've done the severancepaycalculator.com, you've realized the package in front of you, the uh, severance offer is... Uh, it, it's short falling a bit. It could be improved. How hard is it to get improved? A lot of people are scared to stand yeah. up and say this isn't good. You're right, John. A lot of people are scared. And, and that's what makes it to me so so tragic in many cases. Is It's not difficult in the vast majority of cases to resolve this. These are disputes. These are issues that tend to resolve fairly quickly and amicably on good terms. No one likes to burn bridges. I don't like to burn bridges. I, I, I've built my career on not burning bridges. So I, I'm mindful of that. And these types of disputes resolve quickly. They resolve on amicable terms and without a lot of complications. And a lot of people are not going to bother getting legal advice or understanding what their severance package uh, should be because they're worried about, well, wait a second, what does it matter? I'm not going to be able to do anything about it. That's going to be too long, too expensive. Uh, They might take it off the table. I might lose everything. Yeah, and I don't want to go to court. And yes, you don't want to go to court and you won't go to court. These things don't go to court. These things resolve if you have someone on your behalf that knows what he or she is doing. If I have to go to court, I consider that to be a failure, okay? Mm -hmm. Because my job, what is my job? My job is to resolve these disputes as quickly as and uh, as best terms as possible. I don't want to go to trial. No one does. So because of that, don't hesitate. Give a call. And by the way, no, just because you've made a call and you find out how much severance you're owed doesn't mean you have to do anything about it. It's about having that knowledge. Right. Once you have that knowledge, you can make a decision. We'll do a final email here before we wrap with some uh, final comments from you. That is Ben in Oakfield says, I've been given notice of termination, but I would rather get severance. Uh, is there anything I can do? Well, you know, ultimately, if, uh, if you get notice of, uh, of termination, uh, that means that you're still working. So the employer comes, comes to you and says, uh, I'm telling you now that in six months, 12 months, two weeks, whatever that period of time is, uh, I'm going to let you go. And if every, all things being equal, a person would rather go home today and get paid rather than continue mm-hmm. working. So uh, you may say, well, wait a second. Can I just get severance instead? Uh, the reality is that there's no way to compel to make the employer to pay severance if they give notice. So if the employer says, I'm going to give you six months notice, there's no way to make them send you home today and pay you for six months. But nothing's stopping us from asking and negotiating that with the employer. And I've done many cases. I have one on the go right now where we're negotiating an exit package with an employer that's offered notice. But can you actually make them? No. The, the good news is for the individual that in most cases, employers don't give notice. They just give severance. A lot of employers feel that if I'm going to let someone go, I want to have a clean break. I don't want to have them let go, be let go six months from now when they know their job is being terminated. It's best for them. It's best for the business that we cut, sever ties, and I'll just pay the severance that I owe. Wrap it up. We're done for the day, my friend. Well, remember, severance pay calculator, You got John. it. Big time.
That's so, the one you want to use, right? SeverancePayCalculator.com. Use it or call me at any time, and, and uh, we'll be back next week doing the same thing. You got it. In the meantime, 416-216-5900 or 1-855-821-5900. Lior at EmploymentHour.com. Give him a call anytime, and we will be back here uh, this time next week. And this has been the Employment Hour on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML.